2: You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Thanks very much for downloading us. This week is Everton v Stoke. We've got Stephen Grant and Simon O'Brien.
3: Hello there. Hello. Yeah, This is the very podcast. Excited. You can
2: do all sorts on this, like extra content or just stay quiet. It's up to you. All right then. Yeah, fair
4: enough. Great. Really enjoyed okay, it. Okay, great. And uh, <laughs> I'm the,
2: I'm the, for Stoke City, it's Nick Hancock and Natalie Sawyer. Hello yeah. to you. Hello, Hello there. Wow.
4: Natalie, are you going to tell that story later? Yes, yeah, sure. We'll Good. Good.
2: All right, same story. There we are. Very, very good. So here's the podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that pits fan against fan in a gladiatorial combat of wits. Our guests are given the opportunity to fulfil a lifelong dream and represent the team they've always supported. But who will be the fantasy footballer and who will be a living nightmare? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Yes, this week sees Everton take on Stoke. Representing Everton is actor and presenter Simon O'Brien, who's alongside team captain Stephen Grant. Hello to you two. Hi. Hi there, Charlie. Thank you very much for coming in on the team sheet for Stoke. It's a welcome return to comedian and presenter Nick Hancock. Back again, Nick. Hello there. As always, lovely to have you. And who's with team captain Natalie Sawyer. Hello, hello Natalie. Hello, Charlie. Hello, hello, hello. Enjoying life?
3: under Ancelotti, Simon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it just before we started, you know, just the sight of uh, Duncan Ferguson, Nick was saying, pulling Carlo Ancelotti away from the ref. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never thought you'd see that day at Goodison Park. Things yeah. you thought you'd never <laughs> see.
2: <laughs> Ferguson calming someone down.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I thought, yeah. I thought
5: he was pulling him back so that he could have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: he's not worth it, Carlo. <laughs> 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 he's not worth it. Well, Stephen, you're, you're in Brighton and, yes. and you ever tempted by any other teams uh, Brighton? Well, it's funny you should mention that, but of course, growing up
5: in, uh, as a Brighton fan, we were languishing in the, the fourth sort of, of tier of the professional triangle. Yeah, uh, if you period. played
2: tall key once in the league, that's I, how low you dropped. I know,
5: I know, it's great times, great times, and I think we actually lost as well. I should just go show how far we've come, and you haven't. <laughs> nope. uh, but more importantly, um, it One was we're being a Brighton fan because it was surrounded by the glory hunters, the glory hunters of the day were Man United fans, yeah. and I am the father of two young boys now who I have adamantly tried to bring up as Brighton fans, of course. and they're Age of six and seven, where everyone around them can pick their favourite teams, and it's really tough because they're in a sea of Liverpool fans right yeah. now. And and they and I try to get them into the games. I've got the strip and I've got all the stuff and I take them away. And all they know is anger, misery, and disappointment. <laughs> it's yeah. all they know. And everyone's telling me it'll make them stronger people later. But they hate it. Yeah. I say, did you <laughs> want to come to the football? No, Daddy. It's
4: sad. Well, a season yeah. in the Championship will do I mean, good they, them good, won't it? They get to grow up near the sea. I'm a Stoke fan, and I live in Stoke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Landlord.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like the Trent Mersey Canal. You know, that's about it. Nick, did you ever wish you supported someone else? The most ridiculous comment I've oh, ever heard in kind of no, an anathema. No, 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 not never, Port never. Never, never, no. never. No, no, no. Not never. Oh. not never. Not never. Not never. Not, not, no. Never. not never. No way.
2: <laughs> no way. So, what was your? How old were you for your first game?
4: Uh, seven, I think I was. Went seven. I went seven, seven with my granddad, yes. I and mean, we won one 0 against Huddersfield Town.
2: It's often grandads that, that end up taking. Their grandchildren first, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely, Please take him off my hands. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, (laughs) Do something with him. Come on, then. And dads
4: would often be working on a Saturday in those far off days. Yeah.
2: And Natalie, any pressure from your family to support anyone other than Brentford? Do
6: You know the funny thing is, football in my family isn't a generational thing in terms of it's not being passed down the line. Um, My dad was not interested in football until me and my brother showed some interest, and then he became a fan. So really, football for him. Came when he was about 50.
2: You 50 and, and he yeah. sports Brentford as well. And now he's, he's, not, he's
6: very much Brentford. He's not like a
2: QPR.
4: And no, no,
6: and we're all Brentford. Flicking you Brin- the V's no. on a Saturday. <laughs> no, no. Or we'd certainly be laughed <laughs> He does that. He does <laughs> do <laughs> that. <laughs> he does
4: <laughs> he that, that do anyway, sure, you know, yeah. but yeah. It's just a general oh, thing in the Royal Household.
2: Right, so the scene is set for Everton v Stoke. To see you kick off, we start with a clip from the days before mobile phones, when if a team couldn't get hold of a player, there was only one thing to do contact the TV show. Saint and Greavesy. One call this
3: morning from the Welsh FA who I believe have lost a player. Did they
2: reverse <laughs> the charges, I asked myself. They've lost a player? They've lost a player. It's a bit careless, isn't well, it? Well, someone has pulled out the squad and they would like us to contact Mark Bowen who I believe, because Norwich don't have a, a game today, he's down in Dorset. So if you're in the pub watching it, uh, Mark,
3: Onto the F here because you're going to be included for that fiddling game. Oh, aye, yeah. Get that cider out the old system, son. You might be playing.
4: Of course, in these days, when there isn't St. Greaves, you'd have to be told on Saturday Kitchen, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> if more Bowen's bit... watching Saturday Kitchen... <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put your utensils down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Get your boots. Maybe this is a service you could offer, Natalie, on your show every day. With, yes. with Jim, you know, if any... Teams can't get hold of their players just or you're, you're late for training. Yes. You could cool, read out a cool list of people
6: who are late for and training. And yeah. We call could. Natalie. Oh that'd be lovely. We could It'd dish be out lovely. the fines ourselves. Natalie. if yes, yeah.
4: professional footballers were like Sunday footballers and just waited on street corners to be picked up, you'd just find a player anyway. Because on a Sunday morning, if you drive around long enough, you can get a squad together very simply That was considered quite advanced at the time. <laughs> we have to remember that. They were yeah. probably
3: thinking we can
5: phone in a show, yeah. they can put it out and then it will reach Dorset. Their yeah. minds would have been blown. Oh, the only have, idea. Of it won't phone. have reached
2: Dorset. Thirty
5: years before than that to put his picture on us. Carton of milk or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
3: that's why. That's why he'd gone to Dorset because he knew no one watches the football programmes in Dorset. Yeah, that's to, true. To be
5: fair, actually, if you've been to Dorset, and no offence to our friend from the west here, the mobile phone reception is such that the Saint and Greasy solution is still the best <laughs> solution. <still> available. <laughs> yeah.
4: They could have written in sand and Lulworth Cove.
2: Wait for the tide to go out. Yeah. what a lovely idea. Right, here's the question though: yeah. Can you tell me where are Wales in the current FIFA rankings? It's sealed bids. So whilst both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. Right, I've got the bids from both teams, Everton and Stoke. Everton, you have said 24, 24th in the world. Stoke, you have said 19th. Yeah. The answer... Is 23rd, Whoa. 23 in the world. Oh, wow. Very, very close.
4: Oh, very, very close, wow. Stephen and there.
2: Simon. They are between the USA and Ukraine. So that means, Everton, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger
1: than your
2: club. Yes, it's my club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. And this isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Everton are going To go. First, Simon, your 30 seconds
3: starts now. Right. Well, Everton are the biggest club. It started in 1982. That's where I can take it back to. That's when it was proven because Stoke has a capacity of, I think it's 30,089. Yeah, we've got a capacity of 35,200 and something. If you take up the average height of a supporter who goes, (laughs) that's 1.7 metres. So that means the Stoke is 51,151 metres high. Everton are 67,272 metres high. But then you've got to factor in the players, bearing in mind the crouch factor, Mm. okay? Uh. So put the players on it, that gives you a total size of 75,162.025 metres for Stoke and 75,162.05 metres for Everton. Therefore, Everton are bigger. And it all comes down to 0.025 meters, which we know we can convert to 2.5 centimetres. Yeah? And of course, <laughs> post-Brexit, 2.5 centimetres is now an inch game Okay? And in 1982, you sold us Adrian Heath. Inchy. <laughs> Inchy. Therefore, that's the difference between the teams, that transfer. We are an inch higher than you, we are a bigger club. Fact.
2: beautifully done on science on absolute fact school of science Mm. mate there is the school of science this is a fact based society (laughs) (laughs) there we are Okay, we're going to go over to you now Nick Stoke Again, can you tell us why you are the biggest club here today? Well,
4: it's difficult to argue with maths, isn't it? Now, That was an absolutely lovely argument, Simon. The one thing about Stoke fans is they do know the difference between the words taller and bigger, which (laughs) are completely different things, or fairly different things. Now, listen, there's two ways to go on this, isn't there? Either I can slag Everton off or I can big Stoke up. But, in fact, I'm going to take the third way, and in a truly blary, right way, I am going to actually big Everton up, because we are so much bigger than them that I'm perfectly happy to say what a fine club Everton is with uh, the holy trinity of Ball, Harvey uh, and uh, Kendall, uh, the great midfield of Sheedy, Stephen, Reid and Bracewell. My favourite Everton uh, character of all time, the bloke who ran on the pitch after Graham Sharp scored at Anfield from outside the area with the glasses on doing the pretend aeroplane. How he wasn't sports personality of the year for 1985, God alone knows. But Stoke, like Everton, Everton are a proper club. You know, they've got lovely away accommodation there. Uh, You can see some (laughs) of the pitch from it. Um, uh, But uh, they were founded in 1878. Of course, Stoke's founded in 1863, so 15 years older. I I think 15 years more mature. We're not not as uh, vulgar as Everton. Everton have done that horribly (laughs) vulgar thing that new rivistes do. Uh, They've won things. What a ridiculous show-offy thing to do, to win things. It is absolutely disgraceful. And the the other thing is that we may not be the biggest club in the world, but we are the biggest club in our own city and have never lost uh, to Port Vale's under-21 side in the FA Cup. So there I am going to end my (laughs) diatribe.
2: There we are. Wow, we. Wow, we. Amazing. Can I
3: leave now. You, uh, no, no. Just <laughs> offended, you just offended me. not I. I actually, for two, I two reasons. You like <laughs> really offended me for two reasons. One, yeah, no. because we don't win things either. So therefore, that's a spurious oh, compared point. Compared with us, you do. <laughs> and we are by far the biggest club in Arsenal.
4: We? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to go for that.
3: <laughs> I
2: mean, you, you did make the mistake of thinking football was about winning things. You were, that was a great point. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah, taller and bigger. That. I mean, you know, I mean, who's I mean, fatter? <laughs> well, Everton or Stoke fans We well, that. I
4: think we'd have a go for that <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean away accommodation I'm assuming you meant the away end by that well the away not corner not some nice Airbnb it isn't actually
4: an end is it it's a corner right up at the top oh, there. Is right up there. there. I yeah. hate yeah. that when they put you up yeah. it's like up. Yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah.
3: the third tier if you're up yeah. oh, yes nice. James yeah. place is ridiculous, yes,
4: absolutely, it's ridiculous absolutely, it's like yeah.
3: going to the City of London Stadium it's awful you get the lower bullens as well with the wooden floor so you can stamp your feet yes well we would
4: we love a bit of stamping your feet well the big not know flooring at the new ground. (laughs) (laughs) It's something they should do for tradition's sake. Or just, you could bring your own plank of wood with you.
2: Football's all about the two M's, movement and positioning. (laughs) You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Right now, it's time for this. Yes, it'll be Jim White on the night. Jim's going to list a series of clues about the identity of someone from the world of football. All you have to do is guess who. Feel free to dive in with your answer. First one to guess correctly gets the two goals that are up for grabs. Here's Jim with the first clue. Who am I? I was named after the inventor of the light bulb. Anybody? Edison. 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 He's gone with Edison. Oh, Thomas. It's spelled
4: differently, though.
2: It's not the answer. Apparently, it's not the answer. Anyone else? Thomas. 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 No. Okay. Next clue, please, Jim. I starred in a film alongside Sylvester Stallone. Anybody
5: want to
4: help? Oh, a yeah, I think I know it is. Something I think I know it is.
2: I think it's Pele. I think it's Pele. Let's find out from Jim. I am Pelley. He is oh, Pelle. Oh, very, very oh.
4: good. Edson
2: exactly. Arantes There he is, Edison. Oh, yes, of course. What a good clue that was. And the movie was? Uh, oh,
5: Sch- 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 victory. Victory. In the movie. I understand. Uh, didn't Sylvester Stallone say that he wanted to score the winning goal and didn't understand that a goalkeeper wouldn't do that? Well,
3: <laughs> he's an Everton supporter, isn't he? So he knows nothing about
2: football. (laughs) 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 OK, there we are. Let's have another one from Jim. Jim, can you give us another clue, please? Who am I? I was born in the Midlands in 1960. Born in the Midlands in 1960. David Cooper. David Cooper. Anybody else want to guess? 1960. Midlands in 1960. No, next clue, please, Jim. I share my birthday
4: with Winston Churchill. Gary Lineker. He's
2: gone, Gary Lineker. Let's find out from Jim. I
4: am Gary Lineker.
2: Oh, well Lineker. done. There we are. Excellent. A draw that round two Each he's 60
4: this year. 60. That years means
2: of he's 60 this year. Five years time,
4: you'll be able to use the phrase Gary Lineker and pass in the same <laughs> sentence.
2: <laughs> okay. Which means at the end of that round, the scores are Everton four. Stoke 3. I'm Jim White. I've previously promoted Viagra. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as. Sporting Heretics. Yes, it's Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea they believe will change sport for the better. They're free to be as unorthodox as they wish as we taunt the traditionalists and poke the Puritans. Previous suggestions have included abolishing half-time, introducing in-game sound effects and a transfer window for fans. Nothing is off the table as we shake the snow globe of sport and watch where the pieces settle. Uh, Natalie, we're going to start with you. And I've got written here, golf, hunger games.
6: Yeah, it's kind of a survival of the fittest. Okay. That's where I'm going. It's quite simple. Everyone has to tee off at the same time. So it is the first to complete the 18 holes, obviously with the fewest strokes, but we could add in the... who does it the quickest uh, as well. Um, you could wear protective headwear, I'd advise it, but it's optional, it doesn't have to be part of the rules, but it could revolutionize the sport, it can make it a little bit fiercer, a bit more of that competitive edge that you could bring into it. Um, so not only do you have to worry about your game, you also have to worry about others how they're playing and you to look out for balls coming over your head for example and it's just a way of revolutionizing the sport like 2020 is to cricket's test yes. uh, match let's say so I just think it's all about not only you're testing the way that you play but it's Testing your survival skills yeah. as well. I just think it'll make it a bit more interesting. That's a so it's idea. a fantastic yes. idea. It's like
4: the Shrove Tuesday game of football, isn't it? There's many, many yeah. more people yeah. all at once. Yeah. When you said it
2: first, I thought you meant everyone on a different hole because they do that. They call yeah, that a no, shotgun yeah. start, yeah, yeah, do yeah, they? No, you don't mean hole. that. Everyone's no. on hole one, yes. and it's three, two, one. Off, the, you they're you know. off. Yeah. People grid, getting
4: six system. irons in the face.
6: A grid system. Go
4: on. Somebody's got a bit at the front. Oh, you
5: do No, no. We're just going to have women. Like
4: Americans. They all start at once.
5: All start I at once. Oh, isn't always yeah. hilarious about the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. It's never staggered. You uh, think they've got the system? People would be trying to pick <laughs> off the player who falls Well, that's he?
6: part of the challenge. Yeah. yeah. You get a bonus. Could you point snook or
5: somebody? Effectively well, by, um, you know, on the green. Basically just putting your ball in front of where their ball is. That's yeah. nice. You is,
4: wouldn't get many mods playing, would you? Because you wouldn't want a target on your back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bob Mills. Three goals for <laughs> Natalie Sawyer. Excellent. Stephen says here true sporting equality. Yes. It's been long enough now,
5: the assumption of how we title sports and it's time to finally get with the 21st century. Name all men's sports, men's at the beginning. Why do we have boxing and women's boxing? Mm-hmm. Why do we have football and women's football? Rugby and women's rugby? Why not men's football, men's rugby, men's boxing? It's just daft. Why do we automatically assume? Not with the Americans with the .com, because they don't have to put the country at the end of it, because they just assume with the plus one dialing code. We've been annoyed about that for years. Why can't we apply quality to sports as well? Look, look at the sports out there, okay, right? It's just daft that we have to say the women's FA Cup. You know, it's the FA Cup, isn't it? It's like, yeah. I mean, yes, you've got the FA that covers it. So why don't have a women's FA, the FA covers both of them so why not have men's before the names of each of the sports I mean you know we get some of the way there with athletics and tennis but realistically assuming men I think is just Antiquated and out of date. I know a lot of people listening right now to talk sport are thinking this is daft But in the future they'll look back on the fact that we didn't do this and see just how caveman-esque we were Okay now the only direct competition mixed sports I've looked up where this won't apply are the ones where men actually take on women This doesn't mean things like mixed doubles and stuff like that where you have to be a specific gender So the ones who do not have to follow this rule are equestrian events, uh, formula one, rifle shooting, Ultimate Frisbee, dog sled racing, and Quidditch—they're literally the only sports and one of those where men up. compete with women. Now, <laughs> exist, yeah. Quidditch. Yeah. <laughs> no, Quidditch does exist, apparently. Golf,
2: Quidditch—it's not real, isn't it? That's not me, I've seen it? it. Yeah, yeah. I liked it, Stephen. I just think we could lose it all together. Not losing, so, lose, so
5: instead of adding men's lose women's just lose
2: women's right lose women's which was a uh, <laughs> yeah. lovely show it's
5: been 20 years <laughs> is now isn't yeah. it you know? well, uh, yeah. let's, Jane let's, McDonald let's, I used to like on it oh, love your um, opinions let's,
4: um, <laughs> let's lose the sport as well just people do, just turn up <laughs> at venues <laughs> and they have no idea what's going to be played or whom by Stephen
2: it was a brilliant point but I'm going to give you two goals right
4: Nick hello
2: I've got here more than a mid-season
4: break yes oh. what's actually really upset me we know it's a Olympic year, we know it's Olympic year, and I read an article the other day that said that they were thinking of having kite surfing oh, in the Olympics. So I want to put forward the idea that the Olympics get scrapped now. It's just got <laughs> greedy to tell you the truth. Any any sport, they will take it on. They have golf at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. They have tennis at the Olympics. And then I thought, actually, do you know what? The whole world of sport has gone mad. We need two years off. No sport. No. We need to get rid of all sport for no two sport. years. Let's take a step back and think about what it is we have created on this Linking planet. Okay. Just anything can be a game these days. I blame William Webb Ellis. Okay. Okay? Because you pick <laughs> a ball up while playing football doesn't mean you've invented a new game. It means you're cheating. <laughs> Alright? You are cheating. That is not inventing a new game. Okay. That is ruining the old game. Okay. Alright? I hate any of those sort of games. Mm. Ball sports. It should not count. <laughs> it should not count if the ball doesn't move. Golf, it's a stationary ball. Of course yeah. you can hit it. Football. Snooker, exactly. So we need to get rid of all of these motorsport. For God's oh, sake, notice yeah. Motors- okay. We need to go back and decide once again what are the proper sports. Motorsport, the beautiful, the melding of of, of human athleticism. And human invention, they mm. say, well, put a toaster at the top of a ladder, OK? <laughs> and let's call it toast steering. It is not a sport <laughs> just because there is something technical so and are, something physical. Football, Football, Football and is it, is it? That's it? That's So <laughs> let's go back. People can then apply <laughs> again. That's a pretty short Olympics. Yeah, we, they can apply. And over the years, we may... I'm not saying that I'm right. No. We can so. allow some of these sports back mm. in. OK, I think running, jumping... Fair enough, these are proper Running sports. and jumping. Yeah, that's Olympics. Maybe, if you want to go back to the very beginning, chariot racing or wrestling. You can have those. But really, we need to stop, go back, think about what it is that we want from sport, think what sports are, start again with football and cricket, and then we can add one in every now and again. It's a huge... It's a huge leap, it's
2: ain't huge it? Heresy. It's pretending heresy. It isn't. It's it really it is. Is heresy. It really oh, is heresy. You're yeah. Nick, it's a great answer, so I can only give you three goals. Finally, Simon, we come to you... Uh, and we, I've got in here the penalty lottery.
3: I believe that, you know, footballers are under enormous pressure as it is. And I think the penalty is just one step too far. You know, you see them. It can make or break a footballer's career. So what I've decided is they have like a random computer, like, like Ernie or something like that, right? And if there's a penalty decided, they spin it. And whoever's seat number comes up has to come out and take lovely the penalty. Pen, Lovely. Oh cause you know knowledge. let's see how, let's see how you like it you know what i mean you're yeah. all there shouting at, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. the very important rule is that you also have to go back to your seat even if you miss <laughs>
2: <laughs> a, long, <laughs> wow.
3: a longer walk oh yes oh yes yes I, I just i just think it, you know it gives the players a bit of time to reflect yeah. and you know get themselves together and it would also be a more fan participation because, of course, this applies to penalty shootouts as well. So on a, on a penalty shootout, oh. you, can have like, you can have 11 fans yeah, lovely, all yeah. being pulled down from the stands randomly. And if
2: you had left and missed the traffic, you could have an empty seat. Goal to the other team. Sorry, exactly. the seat's empty. Lovely.
3: You see, we're penalty. solving one issue with a, with a new rule. That
2: Simon, sense. it's excellent. I like it. I like it. I'm going to give you three goals. <laughs> exactly. It was absolutely excellent. <laughs> You can't buy success, although you can if you spend huge amounts of money. Millions of people have lost weight
0: with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads
4: and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? Right. For me,
2: that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Ufi X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and mop Master's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's EUFY.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class
1: all in one robot vacuum for only $799. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier.
2: This is Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sports. Time now for back in the day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. Stephen and Simon, we're going to go back to 1987
3: and this. Everton Football Club are the kings of English football. Well, not the most graceful lift of the trophy you've ever seen, but who cares about that? Kevin Ratcliffe proudly shows off the trophy. Graham Sharp, the season
2: blighted by injury, but the... Ultimate prize, the ultimate cure. Everton were crowned First Division champions for the second time in three years with a nine-point lead over second-placed Liverpool. That must have been sweet. It was,
3: that it was. And sweet. That, but that was the last of it, wasn't that it? was the last <laughs> of it.
2: And what else do you remember of that year? Here we go, question one. Everton's achievement was all the more remarkable as leading scorer Gary Lineker had left the club at the start of the season. But which player bagged the most goals in his absence? Was it A. Sheedy takes and
0: scores!
2: Cooper couldn't come up with the answer again. That was Kevin Sheedy, or B.
4: All a has put Adrian Heath in, and he scored.
2: Adrian Heath, or perhaps... Two waiting in the middle...
1: Steven! Oh,
2: classic! Trevor Stephen, There we are. Inchie Which player off-tryker. scored the most goals in his absence? Kevin Sheedy, Adrian Heath or Trevor Steven? <sighs> and not my area of expertise,
3: I'm no, afraid. So no, no. I'm on my own here. If I was to pick from random,
5: just my memory, was that Trevor Stevens was the standout kind of one that everyone
3: talked <laughs> but to but about. But Sheedy took dead balls. <sighs> This is the problem. He was good, wasn't he? He, was he certainly was. So he scored the best goal I ever... If, if, if another player had scored it, you would have seen it time and time again. I think it was against Ipswich. And they lined the wall up and he put it in the top corner. Yeah. And so, but the ref said, oh, whoa, 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 I haven't blown. So they made him take it back again. Ugh. So the, the goalie shuffled his wall across, took a step over that way, so he put it in the other corner. Ah, did he He's just an unbelievably Beautiful. good player. Beautiful. I loved Sheedy. Oh, I, I, just for that reason, I'm going to say, I'm going Sheedy. You're going for Sheedy? Let's find out. Sheedy
1: takes and scores! Hooper couldn't come up with the answer again.
2: Yeah, Kevin Sheedy. Kevin Sheedy scored 13 league goals that year. Next was Adrian Heath with 11 and then Trevor Stephen with 10. So no one was particularly... Prolific, but they all chipped in. Yeah, but everyone was scoring from everywhere. Question two. 1987 was an interesting year for your character Damon Grant in the Brookside spin-off series Debbie and Damon as he found himself working as a groundsman at Valley Parade. But can you tell me which ghost (laughs) is said to haunt the boardroom at Bradford City? Is it A, the Duke of Wellington, B, Napoleon, or C, Lord Nelson? Who haunts the boardroom of Bradford City? Duke of Wellington, Napoleon, Lord Nelson. I don't know why you're looking at me in in amazement at this question. It seems so obvious to me.
5: (laughs) Okay, well, if you're going to do it from who has any connection with Bradford, it would be bonkers to be Napoleon, but then that sort of never really stopped it. And um, Nelson was very much a a sort of a Hampshire and Wiltshire sort of boy. So I would only, by virtue of method of elimination... Say Wellington, but that is just. Oh, a Great pro- question.
3: I've got a slight problem because because you know they were all around before football we started. Yeah, yeah.
5: Exactly. so but this has to
2: be it. something to do with Bradford. But the this is to do with your gl- glory years, Simon, as 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 Damon, did. popular. <laughs>
3: <What's> exactly <laughs> a glory year? Awesome. I
2: died. <laughs> he did die. We were, and we were all very sad about
3: it. Well, you should a know that.
2: It's <laughs> up there with Zamo <laughs> McGuire dying. There
5: is people now watching on gold. Was Gutted because you've <laughs> just ruined. <laughs> <laughs> they are absolute spoiler. I <laughs> right. apologise. Give me an this, answer: please. the
2: Duke of Wellington, Napoleon, Can or you Lord Wellington? Nelson? No. Wellington. You've gone Wellington. The answer is Lord Nelson. Wow. The wood paneling in the boardroom is said to come from one of his ships. Oh, Bad luck. Why did you not know that? It. Unbelievable. Question three: 1987 was also the year that saw which of the following players make their debut? Was it
4: A?
3: Here's Who <laughs>
4: to say
2: farewell Matt Letizia or was it and there's no offside Ian Wright Ian Wright or perhaps
4: Shearer hits it oh what a goal
2: Alan Shearer who made their debut in 1987 Letiz Ian Wright or Alan Shearer
3: well Shearer's blackburn striker first year of the Premier League wasn't he he, he, went, was. he got transferred there yeah. for big money yes and he was young then
5: yeah, he was still playing in 99, mm. uh, so like, what, a 14-year career or something like that, so, so I mean, like, it would be right, right at the beginning, but then they're going to pick ones that are right at the beginning anyway, yeah. Yeah. Letizia is hard to say, Letizia is the one that is, I think, the oldest of those three. Um, but there's not much He's always it.
3: been older. He, but, then, yeah. but he played
2: until he was older. He's always been 52.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, always had a, always, he always had a slight paunch, didn't he? Well, <laughs> well, was was good. that good? He could go for the pint before the match. Yeah. He
4: looks like a tall step-toe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are we going for then? Matt Letizier, oh. Ian Wright or Alan Shearer? Um, I
5: I'm, have I'm, I'm, I'm no idea, but I'm more than happy for you to let you guess. Do you know
3: what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my initial instinct just because of age and say Alan Shearer. I'm going to go Alan Shearer. Let's find out. Here's Letizia.
2: Who better to say farewell? The answer was Matt Letizier. Mm. So at the end of that round, you scored one goal, which makes it 11-10. Natalie and Nick, we're going to go back to the year 2000. And this.
1: Cavalier pulls it back across four.
2: Peter Thorne's goal in the 82nd minute saw Stoke beat Bristol City at Wembley to lift the Football League trophy. But what else do you remember of that year? Question one. The club dedicated their win to the memory of Stoke legend Sir Stanley Matthews, who'd passed away earlier that year. But can you tell me what was the pre-match meal favoured by the great man? Was it A. Steak, egg and chips. B. Mushroom omelette. C a drink consisting of raw eggs, milk and four heaped teaspoons of glucose powder.
4: He was ahead of his time in his refuelling, in the same way that Gazette was behind his time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I think it probably was the eggs and the glucose, but... No, you you know better. I mean, obviously this was at Blackpool, because in Stoke you can't get eggs, milk or glucose. (laughs) 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 Um...
2: There's a statue of him, isn't there, in Hanley Town Centre? There's a
4: statue in Hanley Town Centre. There's a statue of him outside the ground. Is there? Mm. Did you ever meet him, Nick? Yes, I did. Oh. I did. I met him the, the time before when we won the Autoglass. I did the, the dinner for the players and died a terrible, terrible oh, death. Lovely. And I sat next to Stanley <laughs> Matthews and had the great pleasure of having him say, I think you better sit down, son. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh,
4: one of the worst days of my are. life. Well, oh, we yes. oh, Please, yes. we can li- yes. listen but, back to it now. But not, not, yes. <laughs> not as bad as Bob Mills, who who Once did stand up for the England squad <laughs> and pretended to faint. He went <laughs> so <badly. laughs> oh, no, did. Yes, he did. He pretended oh, to faint. We'll oh, next time he's faint. on, we'll
2: ask him, mate. ask him. Ask him. Maybe that's what the whole Torvald and Dean thing is a smokescreen from telling that story. <laughs> Steak, egg, and chips, mushroom omelette, or oh, a drink right, of raw, raw eggs, milk, and four heaped teaspoons of glucose I'll, powder.
4: I'll go for that.
2: You that, can go for C? Yeah. The answer is C. Yes. There it is raw eggs, milk, Four hit so glucose and protein and calcium. Question two: Who became the most expensive player in English football that year? Was it A. Hasselbank? He's fired it past David Seaman. That was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, or B. Perez, oh beauty, a real beauty. Robert Perez, or perhaps. Rio Ferdinand so was it Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank Robert Perez or Rio Ferdinand yeah
4: we'll go for Rio Ferdinand not
2: Rio 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 we go for Rio Ferdinand 18 million the answer is Rio Ferdinand there we are 18 million It was the biggest transfer for a defender
4: ever at the time wasn't it
2: there we are question (laughs) three 2000 was also the year of this not a bad looking one he's through here and England have the lead through Alan Shearer Shearer's arm is raised in salute. Yes, England won their only game of Euro 2000 against Germany. But defeats against Portugal and Romania saw them exit the tournament at the group stages. But can you remember who performed the official England song that year? Was it A? We're on the board. We're on the board. We're on the board. We're on the board. and Dec, or B? Fat Les or C.
1: The world is at your feet. Yeah the world is at your feet.
2: That's Embrace. Who do you think, Natalie?
6: I think Embrace was a bit later. And
2: I feel like Ant and Deck
6: would be later as well, but I'm not sure. What do you think, Nick?
2: I'm not really up with the charts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I do remember back home. <laughs> that was a Popular tune,
6: <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I'm gonna go Fat Les. You're
4: gonna go
2: Fat Les, let's find out. Yes, it was Fat Les, and you got three out of three in that round. Congratulations, very good. Which makes it Everton 11, Stoke City 13. I feel as sick as the proverbial donkey. Now, here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe our panellists in the nicest way possible. And that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to meet an inquisitive general public as we play a question of sport time. Come here, our first question, please. Hi, panel. What goal would you guys most like to have scored? Yes, what goal would the panel most like to have scored? Stephen Grant? You know what? The only goal that bumps into my head when I think about this immediately is the Gaza
5: goal against Scotland. Oh, lovely, it, yeah. In the 96 euros, because it's just, it's got that sort of almost poetic dance like, yeah. sort of, did that really happen about yeah. it? And also, it was the one that. If you remember at the time, just about everybody tried to recreate yeah, because it was Joe so beautiful the kind of like catching the volley on the left foot yeah. and then kind of scoring with the right. And and, um, and everyone would recreate well, actually, they wouldn't recreate the goal, they'd recreate the actual goal celebration, which was basically <laughs> lying down on the floor of the pub while somebody's basically, chair basically. Yeah, so he said it was a dentist chair, <laughs> yeah. but it was quite clearly a day out <laughs> drinking, wasn't it? I mean, it was this gadget we're talking about here,
2: but it was just perfect. Who doesn't want to recreate that goal? Perfect answer, three goals. Natalie Sawyer, uh,
6: well, I'm taking you back to 1999. Are you can have all your wonder goals and the goals yep. of class and technique, but I'm taking you to Cumbria oh, and yeah. your team is fighting for survival. Yeah, you are lovely. also uh, well this is the game that if you lose, you will be relegated yep. not from like as it was as it is now League One to League Two, but out of the Football League altogether. Yeah. The other team that you're up against in terms of who could go down, they're taking on Peter, or that is Scarborough. They have already finished their game, so they've got a vital point as things stand. They're actually celebrating already because they think that they are going to stay up. But imagine then the Scarborough fans' horror when they hear there has been a goal at Brunton Park and that goal has come for Carlisle, who have earned themselves mm. a corner right at the end of the game. Time is running out. Uh, the ref could blow up at any time. Allows that corner to happen. It's do or die. Everyone is is in the Plymouth box as is the goalkeeper uh, from Carlisle and it is the goalkeeper who scores the goal. Oh, Jimmy Glass's his historic goal beautiful. keeps Good. them in the football league. So I think if you're able to score a goal that actually keeps your side yeah, in the league, that has to be the most amazing goal to have scored. And there's a statue
4: of him. Absolutely. And he was on loan. He was,
2: he was. He was, he was yeah. on loan. And I think it's Nigel Pearson was the manager that day. I think. Okay. Oh, I think.
4: Is, if you want to get
5: yeah. three points, ask a talkie fan about a goal against Plymouth. <laughs> 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 and in many ways, you will That's swing talking that. I've done the right thing there, good answer. Well, Jimmy it Glass,
2: it was a smashing answer. There we go. Jim very, very good. Three yes. goals. I oh, love so like it. <laughs> well Nick Hancock. OK, well,
4: I'd like to choose a goal that I think takes us back to a, to a purer time in football. A goal that um, shows respect for referees, shows um, uh, just a simpler attitude to the okay. game and the rules of the game. Long before VAR. It's a goal that hates VAR, indeed. It's Alan Hudson's goal for Chelsea against Ipswich Town on the 26th of September, 1970. Um, Balls laid back to him. Hudson struck it wide of the goal, hitting the stanchion and coming back into play. And the referee, because he had the power, Gave a goal. No. It had clearly missed by a long, 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 <laughs> a way. long way. And you have to remember, at the time, Stamford Bridge to stand wasn't right behind the goal. There was like a car park. Yep. Behind Everybody it. saw you it. You could not have missed <laughs> how far <laughs> this ball had gone wide of the post. Now, not for them. Have the game replayed? No appeals. Just look. If Given. the referee says it's a goal, deal with it. It, it is. A goal. None of your Stockley Park. Which, incidentally, (laughs) they call it Stockley Park because they think stupid, stupid football fans will think it's Bletchley Park. (laughs) And, in fact, the UK's greatest mathematicians are there working out all of these things with some prototype computer and Alan Turing. No, 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 no. This was a pure game. And my favourite thing about that particular game was that then Ipswich scored direct from an indirect free kick. Chelsea won 2-1, including the goal that missed. And the, the uh, team announcer at the end, the, the, which is a good job you've done yourself, some, said, and at the end of the game, um, uh, as far as we can tell, it's 2-1 to Chelsea. Which I think is a fantastic really? thing oh, for fantastic. the announcer to say. So there you go. It's a great
2: answer. Such. We all learned something. Unfortunately, I'm going to take one goal off because oh. you reminded me of VAR which is a big shame, Nick, but uh, I I, I love the story. A fantastic story. Thank you very much. Two goals to you, though. Simon O'Brien. It would
3: be Dennis Bergkamp. The little flick round, flicks the ball round one way, goes round the other way. Defender doesn't even know what day it is anymore. This is not how you play football. And then just pops in. Every single person you all know, you were watching that game, you went... What? <laughs> Has he done that? Yeah. I think he was the most graceful footballer we've, yeah. ever, we've ever had in this, in, in this country. I, yeah. I, I'm a big, big fan of Bear Camp. Brilliant. And I met Brilliant. him once when he was young, when he when he was still at Ajax. Yeah. And I think Madrid had just come in for him, right? And this is the Ajax way. Madrid had just come in and, and offered some phenomenal amount of money, like 12 million quid back in the day or something like that. And I went, So, uh, you're looking sweet there? And he said No, I'm not going to go. I went, it's, it's Real Madrid you know he says yeah but you know I, I think Ajax maybe two more seasons oh really, uh, really? stayed with his club because they brought him through the Ajax system oh, instead mess. of taking the big money move and of course never went there we came, went over to Arsenal so, so for his for his modesty and the right attitude to yeah. football mm. at Ajax and the grace of the goal it'd be Dennis Baird where Pan's was goal. that goal Newcastle, Um, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Great, great goal. Um, But I like my goal scorers arrogant, unfortunately. So I'm going to give you two goals. In the dying moments of the game, we move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. The losing side goes first, which is currently Everton. I'm going to list some of the unlikeliest friendships in sport. All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. That is the last question. Thank you very much indeed. Are we ready? Your time starts now. Jordan Henderson and LeBron James. True. It is true. Jose Mourinho and Alan Bennett. False. It is false. David Beckham and Tom Cruise. True. It is true. Sam Allardyce and The Rock. False. It is false. Joe Hart and 50 Cent. True. It is true. Floyd Mayweather and Justin Bieber. True. True. Lionel Messi and Alec Baldwin. True. It's false. Andy Murray and Joe Pesci. False. It is false. (laughs) Cristiano Ronaldo and Lil Wayne. True. 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 Danny Ings and Michael Gove. False. It is false. (laughs) Serena Williams and Kim Kardashian. Oh, true. It is true. Pele and Mick Hucknall. False. It's true. Harry Kane and Michael Bublé. False. It's false. Gary Lineker and Willie Thorne. True. It is true. Neil Warnock and Jay-Z. False. It is false. Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un. False. It's true. Robbie Keane and Morrissey. Uh, True. It's true. Graham, Souness and Ryland false. It's false. Ronaldo <laughs> and Ed Sheeran. That is the last question.
4: Thank Ronaldo you very and Ed much indeed. Sheeran. I
2: can't believe the King know, know, it. Ronald Ed Ronaldo, and Ed
5: Ronaldo and Ed Sheeran. Ronaldo and Ed Sheeran. Yes, true
2: or false? I'm going
5: to absolutely say true. It's true. There oh, we are. An are excellent round. Oh, you were good. on
2: fire, Stephen. Well, he was good. At the end of that round, you scored 16. <laughs> very, very good. Which takes you to 40 goals. Mm. Wowzers. Next up, it's Stoke City. who are currently on 27 goals. And I'm going to list A series of footballers and their tattoos All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false You need 14 to win When your time is up you'll hear this sound Click Google instead of make stupid questions Okay, are we ready? Footballers and their tattoos, true or false? Your time starts now Lionel Messi, his wife's lips on his torso True. True It is true Jamie Vardy, an image of Roy of the Rovers False It is false Sergio Ramos, his shirt numbers on his fingers It is true. Jordan Pickford, goalkeeper gloves on his chest. False. False. It's false. Marco Matarazzi, a stack of trainers on his back. False. It's true. Kevin De Bruyne, Bugs bunny on his arm. False. It's false. Jay Bothroyd, weapons that spell out the word love. True. It's true. Pep Guardiola, an image of the Manchester ship canal running across his shoulder blades. False. It is false. Deli Alley, the baby from the Flintstones. False. It's true. Dean Windass, the Extinction Rebellion logo. False. false. It's false. Fernando Torres, his name spelt in the language from Lord of the Rings. True. It's true. Wayne Rooney, a picture of Peppa Pig. False. It's false. Hector Bellerin, shirt number on his thigh. True. It's true. Sergio Aguero, something spelt in the language from Lord of the Rings, but he doesn't know what it means. <laughs>
4: false. false. It's true. What?
2: Eric Cantonar, an image of Bruce Lee. False. It's false. Eric Lamella, a picture of a bulldog on his thigh. True is true nile ranger is surname on his head click
0: google instead of make stupid questions
2: you've gone true it is true well at the end of that round you scored the required 14 which takes you to 41 goals fantastic can you take anything positive at all from it simon Stephen? Well, we were good, and we were beaten by better people. Oh,
3: So, yeah. Does that sound like doesn't sound that positive?
2: I was bad, and they were better than me. And,
3: and also, you know, you know, we, we, you know, Everton never win anything. Would Stoke win even less? So it's, you know, it's not. Nice. I, nice I mean, fun. you know what it's it a feels generosity like. In yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Nice
2: from to have a go, isn't it? There we are. And winners. What message do you think it sends out to the, for the rest of the season, Nick?
4: Well, I just think you know we'll put that behind us now. We need to be thinking mm. about the next game. You've got Fulham on Friday. Ooh. Thank you very much, lads. And I particularly like the fact you. Said we were better people than you. Like <laughs> that was a shame. God. But I think I
6: the message is like... always play to the
2: whistle. As yeah, well. yes. I feel like I wish I could take goals off for that answer, but I <laughs> can't now. The game's <laughs> over but now. But now, to our winners, we say. My, my, my
1: Delilah.
3: And for the losers, flat, no urgency. They keep saying, oh, "Well, you know, next game, next." For some of them, there won't be another game for them.
2: To reality for it. My thanks to Natalie, Stephen, Simon and Nick. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. <music> Massive congratulations, Nick, Natalie.
6: I have to say, I was going into that last round for us. I mean, they were they were tremendous. Oh, yeah, I was good. a bit worried, yeah. but we pulled it out bad. By one.
2: One. That's all we need. That's all you need, yeah. And it was, That's it right. was um, tattoos in the end. It, Stephen, and you've got uh, a cycling tattoo. I you? have. Yeah, yeah. Would I you I'd like to show everyone, show the class. So two and a half years ago, I had a major accident, smashed
5: up my collarbone and like that. i have sort of air ambulance a lot and I'd got a steel plate going from there to there. The big scar that goes with it. So every time I look at it, I always get a bit depressed. So I've done a little <laughs> tattoo of myself. Incredible. Going
2: got down. Got a tattoo of
4: himself. <laughs> did dnhs do that <laughs> That's really good isn't They don't offer that as well perhaps we'll
2: amazing. put that on uh, the twitter feed as well there we are <laughs> thanks very much for listening to the glory hunters podcast do rate and subscribe and review cheerio
0: meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum yuffie x10 pro omni with powerful 8000 pa suction and mop masters dual mop pads it keeps your floor sparkling clean it's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's EUFY.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our
2: fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in the dugout a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you could tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com slash dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.